So iPhone 14, people have ordered it. Uh, people are getting it. Some videos dropped. The videos were dropped. Mm. And the regular consumer is going to be getting this thing. If they pre-ordered it, they're going to be getting this thing tomorrow. Okay. We're going to be getting this thing tomorrow. I'm excited. Tomorrow? Today? Today. <laughs> yeah, today. Anyway, the, the fact of the matter is I haven't put my paws on it at the moment, but I was curious about this story and how the regular iPhone 14 models are not the ones that people seem to want. That apparently, and this is according to Ming-Chi and then a bunch of other articles, the iPhone 14 experienced worse pre-orders than the Pro and Pro Max. Pro and Pro Max make up over 80% of the pre-orders, and early adopters lean away from the iPhone 14. I thought we were in a recession, Well, I thought it was an inflation situation going on here. Not for iPhones. It's the opposite for iPhones. Yeah. Everybody said, I want the Pro and Pro Max. I looked at this and I thought to myself, okay, well, this is early adopters. And much like when you're putting a YouTube video out there and you're trying to figure out which one people are clicking on or typing in for the title, it's, yeah, it's the Pro Max. Tell me about the Pro Max. The best one. The most extreme. Costs a lot of money. Uh, but then I was thinking, well, maybe that's just in the videos. Maybe people just want to know about the most expensive one, but apparently people want to order the most expensive one as well. Mm. Apple unveiled iPhone 14 lineup last week with the usual fanfare. Uh, but they got rid of one, the mini model, the iPhone 13 mini. And then I was thinking, okay, well, they got rid of the mini. People want the bigger screen. Sure, I can see that. And then I think I even predicted, I was like, well, they can just get the 14 plus. I think a lot of people will order the 14 plus. Was I wrong? I mean, maybe they will over the entire lifespan. Maybe the thing is that the regular iPhone buyers are slightly less enthusiastic as far as needing to order it right away. Hmm. They might order it closer to Christmas or they might get it sure. in the later months. You never know. Mm hmm. Uh, so it could just be a correlation there, but it seems to me that based on the article, this is a, a much bigger difference than is typical for that discrepancy between the regular model and the pro model. So maybe there's more to the story here. Mm. Maybe, uh, the discrepancy between the two of them is maybe there's the gap is widening or at least as far as people's perceptions are concerned. Um, do you think it's the camera? Do you think it's the uh, dynamic island? Yeah, it might be a dynamic island! Okay. That's what I was trying to get at. I said, well, maybe the discrepancy was, is expanding. I was nervous when I said it. That's why I said it wrong the first time, because I knew you were going to scream it. Yeah, like, is, is every, so every, every single year, Apple tries to balance this thing out as far as what features does the regular model get and what features does the pro model get. Mm -hmm. And they try to keep it, I presume, in some sort of happy balance where the people who, who want to buy at a certain price point buy a certain amount and they got to project it and predict it effectively because of manufacturing and things like that. Sure. Maybe this year the balance moved more to the pro model because they spent so much time during the presentation on dynamic island and maybe yeah. people are sick of the notch. And to be fair, if you pick up an iPhone 14, it's looking like an iPhone 13. 
Yeah. So you're not really looking at something that's feeling as fresh as living on a dynamic island. Mm. You can point it and, and say, but then all of a sudden you came to me and you said, hey, dynamic island in direct sunlight isn't all that isn't as dynamic. That's oh, what you yeah. were just saying to me. I'm surprised you don't have a tab for it. Or maybe yeah, you do. Were you saving it? No. I well, this is a don't. new this is actually a new topic now. Okay. And it's called Dynamic Island in Direct Sunlight. Yeah. Which is what people were beginning to talk about today. Uh, I don't know where you got that image. Obviously, you don't even remember where you got that image because I, I know The Verge had it. Oh, the, well, let's just up. go straight there then. Thank yeah. you to The Verge. But essentially, since this island is dynamic, it's reaching into sections of the display which aren't punched out, but instead our actual screen turned black. And even with the fancy display tech that's in here, in direct sunlight, you're able to spot the difference from where the cutout exists for the front-facing camera mm. and where the island begins. So not quite as seamless as they had in their presentation, but I'm not surprised. I mean, I expected this. Mm. It's just this is our first opportunity to really see how that works because of uh, all these videos have emerged. The 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 uh, review embargo videos have all emerged. There you go. Direct sunlight. You had a good, that was a pretty good shot there. You can just spot the the difference. Now, is that a big deal? I don't, I don't think I'm willing to go so far as to say it's a big deal. I think it's still a fun and cool implementation. And I think it does help it vanish a little bit. Hmm. Well, it helps it vanish a little bit. And it takes something that's been an eyesore for how many generations now and it tries to turn it into a feature. But you have no dynamic island fun if you don't get the pro model. And I think that's actually a, a pretty big discrepancy. Hmm. Normally, it's just like uh, you have an extra camera or uh, different colors to choose from. Or maybe it's, a, you know, you have a slightly better build with the pro model. Things like this that might not matter as much to the average customer. And then, But maybe the customer looks at this and says dynamic island that's the reason i want to i'm going to upgrade this year i'm i'm, I'm going gonna, i'm going to look at it and be reminded that it's a new interface element that it's a brand new phone it's not the old phone and i can point at a thing and say that's the reason why so which one are you going to choose it's like a refresh versus an all new you know in cars they they do that mm. the all new ford mustang yes like where how much has to happen visually to go from refresh to all new? How much has to change? I saw an argument on Twitter that the new Mustang looks too much like the old Mustang or is sharing too many uh, parts. And then I saw a response from somebody at Ford saying, no, we got a new suspension, new this, new that. Like, what does it take to be all new? I'm sure someone has a definition or description as to how to make that determination. And then I'm sure there's an argument for that. Yeah. But that thing looks, that's pretty new. It looks great. <laughs> it looks pretty, it, but it, would you say it's all new, Will? Um, well, that's the new one for 2024. So, mm -hmm. yeah. But our argument Officially, is all new versus refresh. Does it have a dynamic island? If that's not, actually no. what that is in the hood right there, that little hood section. Oh, this thing Yeah, right here? that's actually dynamic. Okay, then, yeah, it's new. It's all new. The little, little hood scoop there is actually a dynamic island. You tap on it. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm off the rails here, obviously, but I went back and forth too, because I talked about dynamic island in direct sunlight and then went all the way back to sales. Are you going to get the, well, I got, the pro or I, the no, pro? No, well, I got, I actually, this year I got 
four units. <laughs> so I, I just. Mean, what, what are you going to use? No, I, I would always use the Pro. I don't think I just ever use the regular version. Got it. But I don't know how typical it is to. I don't know how my, how typical my lifestyle is or the fact that I make videos on this. You know what I'm saying? It's not very typical. So uh, the one that was interesting was the Mini because it was so different scale-wise. But even that, I don't I don't think I use it for a very extended period of time or anything like that. But anyway, you let me know in the comments which one is interesting to you and if what I said applies to you as to why you think the pro models have attracted 80% of pre-orders. It's a lot of pre-orders, man. That's a huge percentage. Yeah. Uh, uh, here's another thing. Uh, apparently, iPhone battery, iPhone 14 battery replacements are going to cost more. I don't know how scary that is for people. I don't know how frequently, like how long are people holding onto their phones? This is another blind spot for me. It is the battery that seems to be the reason why people eventually choose to upgrade to a new phone. But in this case, uh, they're, they're, they're making that even more likely by increasing the cost of a battery. Now you're mm -hmm. going to look at it and be like, hmm, do I want the battery? Do I want... Uh, Apple stores can replace the battery inside an iPhone 14, 14 Plus, 14 Pro, and 14 Pro Max for 99 in the US, which is up from 69 on the previous models. In case you don't want to do the math, Mac Rumors has, that's a 43% increase to the fee. Is it enough to make me go for a new phone? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. It depends mm -hmm. at what point in the life cycle of my device I'm needing a battery replacement. Customers with Apple Care Plus can get an iPhone battery replaced for free if the battery retains less than 80% of its original capacity. Well, Apple just selling will sell you the insurance as well. It's just a lot of rules. Oh, it's always rules, Will. Terms and conditions. It's I was in the dealership the other day picking up the the Taycan, and the there was somebody nearby. I was just overhearing a conversation, and they were talking about eligibility to purchase the extended warranty. And they're like, well, if you're still within this period of time, you can still get the... And I remember from buying many things at the Apple store, you have up to a year to add Apple Care. Sure. Be like, uh, maybe I'll add it at a later date. A little flexibility there. Yeah. Definitely not after that. Not after the year. And definitely not if you're buying from this guy. Gil Gunderson. Old Gil. I never, I don't remember him with the red jacket. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he just needs to make another sale, that's all. He's just one sale away. He's always one sale away. Uh-huh. From, from one warranty sale away. One, one Apple Care Plus sale away. Poor guy. Yeah. I might go to the Apple store if this guy was there. Oh, Jesus. Well, escalated <laughs> quickly, man. Anyway, yeah. so, uh, yeah, it's going to cost you more to get a new battery for your iPhone 14, and Apple has already come out and say it. So if you're a person that hangs on to your phone for a period of time or likes to have that fresh battery, just uh, be aware. I don't mm -hmm. know. Maybe you want the Apple Care Plus or, uh, or be, prepared to, be prepared to spend 100 on the new battery. MetaQuest Pro VR leak claims it was left behind in a hotel room. Ooh, a nice hotel room leak. Mm. The hardware was left behind? Yes. Quest 2 headset is expected to be shown off next month, but this leak leaves us skeptical. It's from Gizmodo. Another set of leaks of the Meta 
MetaQuest Pro hit over the weekend, showing off a wildly redesigned headset. Even leaked videos can't get me too excited about the metaverse. But what's with all these tech companies leaving prototypes around where others can find them? Yeah, what's that about, Will? We've seen a couple of pixels left in different places. Yeah. And just hanging out early, early videos and such. Yeah, too many of them. Is this planted, would you say, this... Definitely. Oh, really? This Quest Pro Conspiracy. is planted. You're buying this, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like it. The That's device cool. shown in the video has a sleek charcoal black design. That's obviously a departure from the Quest 2. Uh, Far Cry from the Quest 2. Yeah, glossy white plastic. I don't know how glossy it is. It wasn't glossy. Yeah, well, I think I kind of got that wrong. It was matte finish white. But anyway... Uh, apparently, the headset and controller seem much slimmer and lighter than the Quest 2. That's huge. If oh. it's actually true that it's lighter. Um, it's labeled both as MetaQuest Pro and as an engineering sample. That's the one in this particular leak. But yeah, thinner and lighter is huge when it comes to anything you're wearing mm-hmm. on your body. Uh, on your face especially. Yeah. The, the, the weight, if you're reminded by it, if you're fatigued by it. Um, yesterday... Uh, Kirk was flying that those drones around, uh-huh. the FPV drones. Yeah, and he's like, "Whoa!" He started feeling a little bit off uh-huh. with the headset there. Yeah, it's very dizzying, disorienting. Yeah, what do you want to do? You want to be sitting down while you do that, or standing up? Definitely sitting down. Sitting he ended down. up sitting down. Was that your advice? No. Just did it on his own. Yeah. Because you're the FPV guy, aren't you? I try to be. Although... Uh, Every time there's a drone shows up around here, you're... you're it's it's like exciting. Christmas morning for you. You're it's just setting fun, yeah. things up. You're flying around. You're the you, you're FPV guy. Yeah. I, um, I'm i a big fan of what uh, FPV is. It's cool. It's cool tech. Okay. Well, uh, F, you got FPV and then also you got your new Quest Pro. So... You got a lot of ways to get wired up. Uh-huh. A lot of things to put on your face. This is exciting. A lot of different goggles for you. Yeah. Coming down. I'm, the, I'm all about it. Down the pipeline there. Netflix reportedly wants to move away from binge model releases. Mm. You binge and then you cancel. Well, I watched it. See you later. I'll be back in a year. Mm-hmm. Netflix's days of binge model releases could be coming to an end as the streaming service reportedly could move to weekly releases for some shows. It's like TV. Next Tuesday, don't miss primetime TV. Good luck with all that. I don't know about this. I don't know if it works in the internet era. It works for some things like live events and sports and fights and things. But for a show, are we all going to get together at the same time and... Or will people just let them pile up? Who's enthusiastic about what? I don't know anymore. I don't mm-hmm. know. And it seems that the binge types, they're, they're going to get mad because they like to be able to watch it on their terms. They like to get the snacks going on the weekend and catch up and watch a few here and there. It really, the control goes back to you in that circumstance. Yeah. There's something about the cliffhanger. And then also you have the next episode right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I can, I can watch that if I want to. It's very satisfying. If I want to, yeah. I can watch having the, control. Control is yeah, control. You know? Yeah. Now, granted, yeah. it could there could be a production component to this where 
they're still making the episodes exactly where you can kind of get involved in the show while the later ones are still in the edit or maybe even edits could change based on now i'm not saying that should be the case but based on responses to sure. earlier episodes yeah i'm not in add in different scenes well people got pissed when that happened too some they went back and re-edited some uh stranger things episodes mm. and just uploaded them didn't say anything they just made the changes yeah and people were like hey what you can't do that yeah the diehards you can't change that yeah. binge model releases are a staple of netflix but a new report claims that the streaming service wants to begin moving away from them and embrace more week-to-week -week releases the streaming wars have had a great impact on netflix in recent years for all the success that has been found through blockbusters like The Gray Man or its biggest shows like Stranger Things, the increased competition has put greater pressure on these originals to perform. More difficult as Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, Prime Video, Hulu, Apple TV+, Plus, Peacock, and more ramp up original programming. Yeah, so I guess you try to keep... You didn't like the Cowboy Bebop, but you don't want to talk about it, by the way. Ugh. You just want to do that. Uh, yeah, it's let's crazy. forego. It, how could it really be that bad? negatively reviewed cowboy bebop watch it it's still up there you should watch well what watch about what about resident evil apparently that's negatively reviewed as well yeah, yeah unfortunately yeah it was all right yeah for what it was anyway so they go away from the binge i guess you say stay subscribed longer i guess it gives them a little bit more flexibility in like reading the feedback it's, more, it's kind of more like youtube i guess just get a new one each week or whatever a lot of things are released like that. Mm -hmm. It's not, it, it will be a bit sad, a bit unfortunate. I mean, I remember back to that original House of Cards stuff and House of Cards, was that the first real binge? Was there uh, something before that? Uh, the first big originals binge that you can remember. Stranger Things? No, 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 House of Cards is older than that. Oh. No, oh, you're saying for you personally. I don't know. Uh, I'm it? I'm saying just the age of this concept in general. I'm trying to remember the first major bingeable because I remember the billboards and like the promo for it, and then spacey. Well, and then just having this amazing feeling, knowing you could watch it on your terms. All you need was a subscription, and you could watch episodes mm -hmm. whenever you want. Am I crazy? Was it the first binge net Netflix original? I'm sure there was, before that, there was Let's another see. episode, another show. Netflix originals. Let's see. Is there a, net, a list of Netflix originals, but is it going to be by year? Oh, yes, we can do it by year. Uh, what? Wait a sec. Do I have this all wrong? Where did you watch that show? Stranger Things, they're saying, is their first original in 2016. Where did you watch House of Cards? Was it even on Netflix? Um, or was it? Was I binging that somewhere else? It was on Netflix. No. Yeah, it was on Netflix. I'm going nuts here. But it wasn't considered an original. Oh, I guess they didn't produce it. Anyway, getting in the weeds here. But this was way earlier. It was 2013. And I just remember that. So mm -hmm. that's all I'm going to put out there. And I binged, I binged it back in 2013, different lifetime for me. Uh, it's an adaptation of a 1990 BBC series. Interesting. Yeah. 73 total episodes, original release, 
February 1st, 2013, original network, Netflix, but it's not an original. That's not really, that's besides the point. The original aspect didn't really matter to me. I was talking more about bingeable content. Mm -hmm. I think bingeable content will always be there. Netflix will just try to leverage some of its more popular properties in different ways and maybe make you sit around and wait in order to maintain your subscription. Do you think that this is a big deal, though? Because if people really want to binge... They can just wait till the season's over. Yeah, but the super fans were the bingers, right? You mm -hmm. can be a super fan enthusiast of a particular series. That's true. You can't anymore because you'd just be like, I'm waiting. Okay, good luck to not have a spoiler. Yeah, while other people are watching episode. Good luck. Episode. It's That's way too risky. Yeah. So you can't. It's got to be one or the other. Okay. Well. I mean, unless, you're, unless you can like go on the media blackout. And try not to have your friends tell you what's going on. Just stay in the basement. It's tough, man. You you remember you remember you with the Game of Thrones? What about it? You're going to <laughs> you're dressing up with these outfits and everything. I didn't cosplay. You're going we to had the, a watch party. Yeah, you're going to these events. And it was fun every week. You know? No, no, but what I'm saying is imagine if you just you were trying to be the super fan and decide you're gonna wait for them all and right, binge it right. at the end. No, you're you. missing out on all the uh -huh. enthusiasm that your so, uh, social the, group the hype has for it. Yeah, say. like now, granted, there's an example where people did actually have watch parties because you couldn't binge it. Uh huh. So that's maybe an argument. I think it's any time you had something a certain way and then you get you pull it away, and then people stress out to like can't take it away from me it used to be that way yeah whereas in the case of game of thrones it was never that way so you just got used to it and you yeah. put you put on your fancy outfits and everything i just say keep it in the binge if people want to watch it all at so once, did you watch them. the latest stranger things uh so they did it a different way okay what'd they do they binge like like there's it's bingeable for the first couple of episodes and then the last two have been like a weekly release no binge mm -hmm. so binge then no binge yeah they took it away from me <laughs> so okay so you're a good person to ask then yeah like which do you prefer do you would do you prefer to have completely to have complete control over the entire series or do you mind waiting week to week nowadays personally i don't really care i just wait if it's a weekly uh, publish then i just wait until the very end and then i binge so no so you don't you're not too worried about spoilers or whatever no. you're not hanging out with the type the spoiler types yeah no more watch parties for me okay well i mean you never know what you might get into in the future uh, yeah don't rule it out because this is that you got the dragons now you got the house of dragons <laughs> yeah i do and but uh yeah we'll see i, I don't get the house of dragons you can't you can't call up your old clan my guild? Yeah, you can't call up your guild and get going with that? <laughs> no. Why? Because, um, I don't know, everyone's grown up. They're, like, moving on Damn, from dude. Game of Thrones. Damn, dude. Yeah. Your guild? Which is sad. The guild is gone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. We're waiting for the books, actually. Oh, still, still, you know. That sounds, going. that's very guildy. It is, yeah. Waiting for the books is... Yeah. What's the difference between a guild and a clan? I don't know. Okay, good.
Today's sponsor is Notion, uh, one workspace, every team. We have a history of being disorganized. We need all the help we can get. Would you agree or disagree? Absolutely. Oh my goodness gracious. So uh, this is not uh, like a, a simple kind of table or spreadsheet. This goes beyond that. You set up, you know, your whole team can get inside of here. It works across a variety of your devices, whether you're on your laptop or on your smartphone, you can quickly see what everybody's up to, what everybody's working on, and you can keep track of individual uh, projects. Now, the thing is, that's the way we used it, but you can actually use it uh, as an individual. You can use it for a small business or you can use it all the way up to enterprise. And the whole point here is take, to take the chaoticness of working with people and having a variety of tasks and putting it in a place and creating a workflow that actually makes sense. Uh, but the key here for, for us was collaboration. When you have projects that you're working on with multiple people that are all doing different tasks within a project, that's really where it shines. Uh, go check out the website, go check out Notion, see how you can use it to also improve your work. Notion is an all-in-one team collaboration tool that combines note-taking, document sharing, wikis, project management, and much more into one space that's simple, powerful, and beautifully designed. If you're dreaming, working, planning, or building at work or at home, Notion is the collaboration tool that you need. You can get started for free at Notion.com. That's Notion.com to start today for free. That's Notion.com to take the first step towards organized, productive work and life today. We're also sponsored by ZocDoc. Uh, this is the new way to find a local doctor, dentist, specialist, and not just any, you can find the top rated doctors across that variety of specializations, including primary care. Everything should be online. Everything already is online. Well, most things are online, but not this. And so you get guys like Will, they put off booking their appointments because they're like, well, I got to call somebody. What am I leaving a message? What am I doing? Mm -hmm. No, not on ZocDoc. What you do on ZocDoc, you just open the web page, select whether you've seen that patient before. You can select what your reason for the visit is, and then you can read the reviews on that particular physician. You can look at it and say, okay, well, this speaks to me. This is the type of thing that I like. You're very friendly or whatever it is. Maybe you're scared of going to the doctor, Will, and you need somebody to squash your fears. There's a good match out there for you. And you really shouldn't put this off. And this is an area where technology can help you not put it off. And that's thanks to ZocDoc. So definitely go check them out and go get a checkup. Go check them out. Go get a checkup. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed. Take your insurance and are available when you need them. Its mobile app is easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search, find and book doctors with a few steps every month. Millions of people use ZocDoc. It can be your go-to whenever you need to find and book a quality doctor. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Lulater and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash Lulater. ZocDoc.com slash Lulater. Go check it out. Ferrari unveils a $390,000 SUV. Don't call it an SUV. The supercar maker's first four-door four-seater has likely racked up more than 2,000 pre-orders already. Well, yeah. Obviously, 
you get to have a Ferrari badge and fit stuff. Mm. So of course, everybody, Piero, Piero Sangue. Piero Sangue. What a name, by the way. It's a, a horse, in case you didn't know. Mm. Unveiled its long-awaited $390,000 crossover that will haul this supercar maker into a new era of broader appeal, the company's most utilitarian model in its 75-year history, four doors, four seats, and a 473-liter trunk hitting showrooms next year, heavily geared over, while heavily geared over four years of development to meet Ferrari's track-worthy credentials, the Puro Sangue represents a break from the manufacturer's low-slung racing machines. Some people are mad about this. I saw comments, Enzo Ferrari is rolling in his grave. You should never have done this. Uh. Get a you have if you can spend this much money, get a get one SUV and one sports car. Why does it why does it have to be the same thing together? Um I don't think I share that sentiment. I just like the Ferrari is trying to remain profitable and relevant and into the future and they want they're, they're, they're doing electric vehicles and they've got the f1 stuff going on that they've sure. got to fund so i think enzo would have been like all right do what you got to do do what you got to do if uh the people want to buy if people are buying lamborghini urises and and we can do better as a company mm-hmm uh, through launching an, an SUV, and it's still going to be fast. It's got a V12 in it, though they're going to put out a V8 model eventually. Who cares? I don't know. It still looks sick. It's Look at the way the doors open and the four-seater and a trunk. Uh-huh. I would drive this thing. No problem, man. I don't. I, I get it, like the purist type thing, the, the, the purists that are out there, and they say that's not a Ferrari. It's kind of like when we had... Maybe not to the same extent, but when you had the Mustang Mach-E and everyone said, that's not a Mustang. Sure, yeah. It's fine. Like, I think the two things can coexist. You can say, hey, that's not a real Ferrari, and the product can still exist. Just like the Urus is not a Lamborghini, or Lamborghini, the company's not really Lamborghini anymore. I guess you could say the same thing for Ferrari. But either way, I think it's cool. I am the type of person that likes to have a performance vehicle and carry some things with me. Mm. that's that's who i am so this thing is cool the shape of it is really nice this thing is for cool. a suv i mean it's not it's not a for it's you understand what they mean though they say it's not a ferrari uh-huh. like you kind of agree with that um i do yeah but in many ways it yeah. can still exist i think you can say both things you can like this and also say it's not a, really a ferrari i think yeah. it's fine you can say both things it's just branded Ferrari. <laughs> people are so people are so polar with it. They it's a love and hate thing. Because Ferrari is like so pure, you know, and how people uh it's a brand. It. Yes. Yeah. But 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 it's also that it's so polar on the internet in twenty twenty two. You can't just be okay with something. You can't just or you can, but it's just probably that isn't gonna be the the thing that rises to the top if you're just like pretty good ah, it's it's all right it's okay you can't it's also yeah. it's either it's either he's rolling in his grave or it's finally give me my pre-order it's, a, it's such a such a love hate whereas this is more in the middle 
it's not the most exciting thing in the world I've ever seen, but it's pretty cool. That's sort of where I'm at. Okay. And uh, I don't have a one of the 2,000 pre-orders for it. I think the, the the real thing that stood out to me is how pricey it is. Yeah. In this market, there's I didn't I'm not I can't think of anything at that price point for 400,000 US. I can't yeah. I can't think of it. So, and this stupid thing ringing over here. By uh -huh. the way, like I'm in the audience right now, and guess what? I'm saying, have you ever heard of silent? Shut that up. Have you ever heard of do not disturb? It's normally on do not disturb. Why did you override it? People are stressing me out over oh, here. Geez. Um, I like it. Shoot me. I don't know. I, I like it. You put the seats down. It's kind of fun and funny. Plus, I got kids, and they want to go for a fast ride. They want to hear a V12. Uh, I'm trying to share the excitement. So if you actually own Is that this, all right, Will? Can I share the excitement in my perosangue? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Go ahead, Will. But I if you own this car, yeah. um, would you actually say that you own a Ferrari? But then you have to correct yourself and say, yeah, I got the SUV. Or you're just going to stop at, I own a Ferrari. Like, first of all, what scenario am I in that I'm introducing? Uh, you're talking to a couple uh, baseball coaches. And they and, and I say, I imagine I arrive, I go, excuse me, I own a Ferrari. They're like, okay. That's no, not no, what no. We what we were talking what about. <laughs> <laughs> How does that we'll the red car conversation come up that way? It's like, um, oh, so what car do you drive? They're asking you. Uh, I would, in this case... Oh, that's a, okay. They they just straight up say, what car do you drive? Yeah, I would probably say the Ferrari SUV. I would have to put the SUV, the SUV. part. And they don't even want you to use the word SUV. But I can't say Pro Sangue or I sound no. like they kick me out the door. I'm getting a boot for that. Yeah. So I but would you just, have to label it as the SUV. I guess you have to say the Ferrari the SUV. But I kind of feel the same way about the Lamborghini Urus. You would say the same thing. The Lamborghini SUV. Hmm. Um, so you might even say the same thing about the Rolls-Royce SUV or the uh, Bentley SUV. You might just say that instead of, hmm. in those cases, saying the Cullinan or what's the other one? What's the name of the Bentley SUV? Can't uh, remember right now. Bentayga, right? Isn't it? Is it? Yeah, something like that. Bentayga, yeah, or Bentayga, one or the other. Anyway. They always got to have these flashy names. See, if, if you said that to somebody in a regular setting, Bentayga, they'd be like, no, okay, uh, no. what's that? Absolutely. Like, no okay, what's that? I mean, in a regular setting, granted, there's probably, you could roll with certain crowds that they would know exactly what that was. Sure, yeah. But I wouldn't say it. I would say the SUV. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Out well, of sheer I, embarrassment, the... Uh, of trying to pronounce the thing i think that you know i'll tell you what i think bothers some people about this situation is that suvs kind of all end up looking similar just uh -huh. because of the parameters you're trying to fit people fit luggage and put it on four wheels so you can do some things with the you know certain design elements but they all kind of end up looking pretty similar in the end and it isn't the, there's the McLaren SUV over there. It's now inevitable. You can make them a little bit more Batmobile, but they still kind of have a blobby 
characteristic. And they have a hard time looking sleek because you're trying to put things in them. Especially the back. Yes, that's what, yeah. yeah. And, and they're, they're taller. They got to be taller. And yeah, so they just look fatter. And they do all types of things. Look, there's a, a Lotus electric SUV on the left. They try to make the lid, the roof, black so you don't see it. So right. it looks slimmer than it is. But it's just never going to look like a two-seater sports car. So I think that pisses people off, that those two things, it's just impossible to connect those. And then also, and then also the fact that like the SUV used to be a rugged yeah. concept, uh-huh. off-road type thing, or like the really big SUVs, just people movers, utility. It's the luxury SUV, then the performance SUV that gets people all riled up. But uh-huh. anyway, listen, where we live... You got. You have to contend with some subpar conditions sometimes, uh-huh. and you might want to drive your Ferrari year round. And now, I, now you can because of Puro Sangue. Mm-hmm. Now you can. Yeah. Tokyo plans to require that new homes have solar panels from 2025. Every home, all homes. Yeah. Wow. That's. Uh, are they going to subsidize me? Solar power station in Kit- Kitakata. Kitakata. That's a. Uh, that's where, the, that's where Kit Kat got his name from. <laughs> the chocolate bar? Did you know that? Really? Yeah, Kit Kat. No. Yes. What? Really? Yeah. You, you, you. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, I have to look it up. Definitely would be a cool place to buy a Kit Kat in Kit Kat. Yeah. I would like one Kit Kat, please. Uh, the Tokyo Metropolitan Government said Friday it aims to enforce a new system from April 2025 requiring home builders and developers to install solar panels on new buildings and houses. The move could make Tokyo the first prefecture. It's been too many, it's been too many months since I got to drop a prefecture, Will. Sounds cool, eh? Because I'm huge on that. When eh? it comes to prefecture, I'm huge. Uh, in Japan, it requires solar panels be installed on all new houses, according to metropolitan government officials. The system is expected to cover about 50 major home building companies. Uh, submit revisions related to ordinance. Gaining understanding and cooperation from residents and business operators is indispensable for the smooth launch of the system. The government will work to improve a subsidy program that the system widely adopted. I see. I assume that would be important. the case. They're going to make it a little easier from a cost perspective. Houses and buildings with total floor space of less than 2,000 square meters, excluding houses with roof space of less than 20 square meters. Um, I, yeah, solar power. I wish Tesla would send me those, uh, those, the solar roof. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't really know what's going on about that. You don't hear much about it anymore. They definitely won't send it to me, to be clear. But there's a, some sort of Canada aspect to that. Uh, solar power, the sun, love it. Let's go. Let's do it. Mm. Doesn't make sense in all climates, but it does in many. Japan probably did the math. I I'm, guess uh, I'm assuming Japan did the math. Yeah, maybe not. But I would imagine cleaning it would be kind of tough. No maintenance. Anyways, I'm not gonna pop this bubble. Good M- job, Japan. <laughs> maintenance rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah, actually, if you do all the math, okay. No, I'm just, I'm not, go, I'm not going there either. There's probably some environmental argument. I agree with you. Sure. I'm yeah. not, we're not going there. Okay. 
I'm just gonna <laughs> as if I have long hair. Look at this. Yeah. I just do Toss that. Toss it aside. Yeah, my cable. I just brush it to the side. <laughs> my kids refuse to cut their hair. They're playing with their hair all the time. No. Oh. I told them. Let it hang. I told them their days are numbered. Uh oh. I didn't say that. Oh. Um. Yeah, it's the cool thing to do right now. Mm. You and I, we wouldn't know. But it's no. the cool thing to do right now. Kanye West tells Gap he is terminating partnership. Yeah, he's pissed off lately. I, I mean, I went on his Instagram maybe a week ago, and he was just calling out everybody, left, right, and center. Uh, Adidas, Gap, anybody he's ever worked with. He keeps deleting his posts as oh, well. Oh, okay. So, so we can't. This is the latest. Okay. Which is actually kind of cool. Uh, I don't know what's happening. Do, does it? Is there any description of what we're looking at? Or right, that's fair. Okay, well, it's a futuristic <laughs> type thing going on there. Uh, but he has deleted all the all the posts, which could get him sued. Hmm. Maybe one too many lawsuits came through there. Maybe he just changed his mind. I, I know he had the post when the Queen died. He said, "No more beef." But, yeah, but, end all beefs. End all beefs. But he says. The retailer hasn't opened promised stores and was too slow to make items available at brick-and-mortar locations. Mm -hmm. So he's not happy with the rollout of his gear at the stores. Pretty much. Which we talked about how it was an interesting method, how they did it with the bags. Yep. Big... Uh... What are those called when you're playing a video game? Supply drop? Uh-huh. It was like a supply drop. Kind of. Um, and, uh, it looked disorganized. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently it was the way he wanted it. Gap employees had captioned on some of those posts they didn't think it was the best plan, but apparently that's what Kanye had requested. I don't know, obviously. Kanye West formally notified Gap Inc. that he is terminating their partnership with the apparel chain, moving to sever relationship that was launched. Launched when? 2020? Yeah. Collection under the Yeezy Gap brand. The rapper and designer complained recently on social media about the arrangement and a similar deal he has with Adidas. Yeah, well, yeah, Yeezy's doing, uh, having partnerships with a variety of manufacturers. Yeah, I mean, the problem with Gap Yeezy is that they sell well. Anytime that there's new um, clothing that's launched, they sell out quick. Right. Well, that's the whole Yeezy thing. Mm -hmm. supply and demand got to manage the supply and demand keep it keep it hot yeah keep it r rolling off the shelves get the lineups going which sucks because apparently the only thing that's you know holding him back is creative differences which i feel like gap should have just let him like have full creative control well let's be honest will let's be honest here trust in kanye let's right? be let's be honest here okay Pretty wise decision Let's be honest with each other here. Yeah, what's that? If you go to social media and start having a public beef with business partners, yeah. chances are it's not just creative differences that led you there. Mm. Right? There's plenty of business dealings that don't result in such things mm. that are satisfied and sorted out in other ways. The fact that he wanted to watch the whole thing burn down, just sever all of it, 
leads me to believe that there's maybe beyond creative, like philosophical differences, uh, bi uh, approach to business, approach to product, approach to, and maybe he, his own impression has changed on these deals. Or maybe there's big portions that of criteria that haven't been met or whatever, but also the fact that it's both that he's bothered by all at once. His two big, huge partnerships. So Gap, I got a creative problem with you. Adidas, I got a creative problem with you. Mm. At the same moment, he's posting executives and such from both companies. So there's probably more going on here than some sort of simple or small disagreement. I'd say it's more major than that. Mm. And there's going to be pretty significant legal implications, I would think, as well, Will. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought the Gap one was kind of fun, to be honest. But look at the, the, the Nike situation was also ended in a blaze. Yeah. Right? Like now you're, you're, you're knocking off a lot of big brands here mm -hmm. that you've worked with and then it went sour. You got uh, Nike, Adidas, and Gap. I mean, I assume the Adidas thing is still going on. Shoes is more interesting because the Yeezy brand, I, there's one, one step in apparel to get to like a T-shirt or a hoodie. Mm -hmm. There's another step in apparel when you start talking about boost and shoe manufacturing. Mm -hmm. So you wonder if that partnership gets severed, what happens to the Yeezy brand of shoes mm. and the product line and bringing those products to market? It's a, it's a little different with shoes, right? Mm -hmm. I think that there's, I don't know. I think there's a, a small sense of confidence that comes from the fact that Adidas is somehow involved in the production of the product. Right. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe everything goes solo and Yeezy shoes have no affiliation. But, I, you know, one thing that Kanye had been saying is that they've been ripping him off at Adidas. Mm. It is an interesting idea that here they have his designs mm -hmm. and then... So many, because of the popularity of the Yeezy brand, so many shoes in their lineup start to look like it. Mm. Didn't you notice that? Now, maybe it's other forces and who knows what their agreement stipulated on this front. But it started to feel like you would have Adidas shoes that weren't Yeezy branded. It started looking a lot like the Yeezy branded stuff. Hmm. Call me crazy. I can't be the first one to have observed such things. I guess when you're the front runner of having such a dynamic, like solid style, there's going to be people or companies well, that, you know, grab some sort of. Uh, well, my thing is you're do they're doing it in house already. They have they have shared components. Likely, I don't know to what degree that the brand can run inside the brand before it becomes anti-competitive. Before you're sitting there saying, this is beyond inspiration, and now you're offering products that are directly competing with mine. It's already complicated because I want to sell shoes under your brand while you continue to sell shoes that aren't exactly like my shoes. See what I'm saying here? Kind of like Beats and Apple, right? Something similar? Well, no, because... With headphones. Because the 
Beats agreement, it was a full acquisition. That would be the equivalent of Adidas acquiring the Yeezy brand and then doing what they wanted with it, possibly keeping him on as an advisor. So this is more of like a just a this, collaboration. Yeah, this is a deal. Yeah. This is a deal that I'm going to design products to be manufactured by you. It's it's pretty complicated and interesting and it's not completely crazy. Cuz I started to notice this. Just you just go to just go to Adidas website. Never mind easy. Take easy out of your search term. Go to their website and start to see how you might feel. And look, it's a shoe, it's a shoe silhouette. Yeah, just go to their website. And you can do what you can do with it, but you start to look and, and, and you spot influences. You feel like you spot influences. Maybe not all the time. But, I mean, th this is all NMDs for whatever reason. They're just promoting NMDs, but... What do you want? Ultra Boost? Well, no, I, I guess... I just... You started to see a lot of shoes after the original Yeezys that would have laces but no structure to them. And I don't know what came first. Boost is kind of an example of it, but not exactly. But like even, okay, e even when he started putting out those more recent sneakers, like the, what are the ones that have like more trim and stuff on them? They're, they're more elaborate. Mm. Like, look at that. Okay, what about that shoe right there on the right? The white one. No, no, one more over. That shoe right there. Okay, that's that's not a Yeezy shoe, but... It's beige. Like, I don't know. I, never mind beige. It's just the silhouette of it. The I'm sure we could find a comparable. And he's getting nothing from this. Mm -hmm. But yet, if you only have $160 to spend, you're on Adidas website, and you're like, ah, is this Yeezy enough? It's just, listen, I, I'm, I'm just trying to make a case here. Mm. My initial thing is it would probably be kind of tough to work with Kanye based on what we've seen. His track record's not that great. However, however, if I'm him and I'm happening and I'm in this relationship, I'm going to be examining things a lot more tightly. Mm. I'm going to be looking at these different designs that emerge and saying, hey, is that a little bit like mine? And then I'm going to start thinking to myself, you know, what really is this partnership? Now, granted, Will, and mm. this is important. This is for, for Kanye. It might be when you have it happening in-house, it's extremely offensive. But ultimately, ultimately, you would still have other companies that could rip off what you're doing. And then you'd have to sue them or whatever else. I don't know what you could possibly patent and what you could protect from an IP perspective in this space. But I, this is something I noticed, and it's before you even brought up this topic, that I felt that I was noticing the Yeezy influence in other products that weren't which I don't think he was directly benefiting from as styles and things change as a consequence of this influence. But at the same time, it's how do you pinpoint influence? It's all very spread out and there's other uh -huh. contributors along the way. And Adidas in the meantime had other collabs with people like Pharrell. And how do you govern such things? Very complicated. And maybe in the end, Kanye is better off just doing his own thing, releasing his own products, figure out a way to have even more autonomy mm -hmm. because at some point it seems this type of stuff is a, r bothersome to him creatively, emotionally, and so forth.
by the way, I don't know if this speaker, uh, sneaker is even the best example. There's probably like a 30-minute video somebody could put out on the influence of Yeezy on Adidas as a brand sure. entirely. And you could probably find better examples. This right. was something in two seconds, and I was like, okay, that's kind of looking like some of those things. Oh, my God. What a change of pace. Is this real, though? That's not real. No, this is not real. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was funny. It's uh, this is the last story. These are, uh, this is a boardroom or, no, a computer lab, except the computer chairs are caskets, upright, bent-in-half caskets, hmm. which might not be all that uncomfortable. If you think about it, you get a high back on it, you lean back. Okay, yeah. Take a nap. <laughs> it's cozy. It hugs you. <laughs> But it's also terrifying. I think you showed this to Kirk was really upset about this. I can't remember. I think Mo. Coffin-shaped office chair wants workers to sit in there forever. Yeah. This looks like a really cool art project. I, w I would like this chair. You know what? There was a... Oh, yeah. Here, here's, a, here's a riddle. Okay. Ready? The man who built it doesn't want it. The man who bought it doesn't need it. The man who needs it doesn't know it. Do you follow that? Uh, sure, yeah. So what's your answer? Uh, a coffin. There you go. Yeah. The man who built it doesn't want it. The man who bought it doesn't need it. The man who needs it doesn't know it. But a coffin chair, though. Heavy. <laughs> the, the man knows he wants it. A coffin I chair. I definitely want this. Uh, I was playing some riddle game. I don't remember what it was. It was like some family gathering, and everyone's like, yo, there's this website where you just do the trivia games. Hmm. Have you done this before? Family trivia? It's family trivia. Sure. Yeah. What it was. And yeah. you put in, you have an app on your phone. And then there's like a browser and then everybody oh, yeah, can yeah, answer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember which one it was, but uh, this was one of the things. Mm. There was one segment which was on riddles and you had to answer it fast. And the faster you answer it, the more points you get. It's like multiple choice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff, Will. So this is a, a design experiment uh -huh. on Design Boom. The mastermind behind the coffin-inspired chair is Chairbox, a UK-based designer. And the true name of the design is the last shift office chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That is a funny commentary. Uh, I'm here for my last shift. Maybe it's this idea that you're rotting away in your office or something. I believe so. Yeah. You're not yeah. enjoying the work very much. And I guess. everyone is having one. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's using one. Yeah. You're stuck in this chair here. Yeah, I get it. It's, uh, it's interesting. No doubt. But uh, terrifying, nonetheless. Nonetheless, and there's a few different variants. So you can have charcoal wood uh, if you choose, or you can uh, have some walnut. It means really up to you uh, what your coffin looks like. Normally, it might not be up to you, but in this case, it is up to you because it's a coffin chair. Yeah. Thank you very much, everybody who joined here today. Appreciate it. If you're a member of the of the community, we, we deeply appreciate it. And I promise you that we will be back very soon with another episode. Thank you very much for your support. And I don't know, I'll probably talk more about some iPhones and stuff because those are going to be here. Uh, if you're watching this, they're probably here. And then uh, I'm snapping photos and I'm, I'm probably stranded on Dynamic Island. Yeah, send see help. See you guys soon.